0: Ready. All right, oh, that was it's time for
1: the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber.
2: All right, welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie welcoming you into a very special edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we're just a week away from NASCAR returning to the Atlanta Motor Speedway. The Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Race Weekend. Is coming quickly. Tickets are still available. They're going fast, though. If you were there for the weekend in March or watched the weekend in March and you're like, I got to get out there, well, you better get those tickets because they're going to be selling like hotcakes. And we do have a special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you this week. We're going to have Doug Turnbull from the Performance Racing Network uh, coming up, Chase Briscoe, Cup Series driver, and then also Ken Reagan, the uh, director of the Bandoleros and Legends program at atlanta motor speedway as they're going to be having some racing action from that series as well so jam-packed episode a lot to get into and we don't want to hesitate any longer by bringing in our first guest and no better way to start a special atlanta motor speedway edition of southern race week radio than having this gentleman kick things off for us he's the executive vice president and general manager of atlanta motor speedway coming to us via the food depot zoom line ladies and gentlemen it's mr brandon Hutchinson! Mr. Hutchinson, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on a special AMS edition of Southern Race Week Radio, sir. You're looking well, looking healthy. Uh, You don't look too stressed out right now as we're getting closer to a race weekend there, but I'm sure you and your staff and crew are excited and ready to welcome in NASCAR Nation uh, the weekend of July 8th, 9th, and 10th to your beautiful facility in Hampton, Georgia, sir. Uh, welcome to the program.
3: Alfie, thank you for having me. As always, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And i tell you, you know, the duck look, doesn't look like he's working too hard on top of the water either. So I can promise you that uh, behind the scenes, we're working real hard to make sure that next weekend is everything that your listeners and all of our fans expect out of an event, out of an event at Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's all about the entertainment. You know, you talked about March a little bit. If we can just duplicate March, we'll be, uh, we'll be happy campers.
2: And uh, before we talk about the event coming up here in a few weeks, Mr. Hutchinson, you mentioned the March race. I got to tell you, as a fan, it was amazing to watch the activity, the action, close side-to-side racing, passing going on, lead changes. Every lap seemed like it was, it was just as exciting as the lap before it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just amazing to see – the action that was going on there. So I'm sure you've had an opportunity to hear from fans. What are you hearing from them about the experience of the race in in March at AMS? Well,
3: I told you before the March race that, you know, it's very rare that everybody finds out at the same exact time, media, fans, competitors, industry insiders, promoters. We all found out at the same time what the new track surface would provide, what the steeper banking would provide here at Atlanta Motor Speedway and what we got was none other than the best racing our fans have ever seen at Atlanta Motor Speedway 46 lead changes 20 different leaders passes for position throughout the field all day long side by side racing it was exciting there's there's no doubt about it we've heard from fans across the board that say best race I've ever seen at Atlanta Motor Speedway edge of my seat all day long goodness gracious i had questions but wow what a race and listen the competitors have, have, by and large, said the same thing. They were white-knuckling it all day long in a pack around Atlanta Motor Speedway, 325 laps. It was extremely excited. I cannot wait for next weekend to see it again.
2: And I'm sure tickets are going to be flying like hotcakes, because I'm sure a lot of the people who were there in March are going to want to come back in July. And those who probably were not here in March are wanting definitely to be here for the July action. So if our listeners do want those tickets, Brandon, or campground spots, Where can they go to get that information and to purchase those tickets?
3: Well, campground spots is the key, right? We're all looking for a great staycation these days with gas prices and everything else the way they are right now. Pack up the RV, load up the tent, come on over to Atlanta Motor Speedway, stay the weekend. We've got a ton of entertainment on tap. In addition to the 650 miles of racing you'll get to see, atlantamotorspeedway.com is where you can find us. You can take a look at the website, find a price point that works best for you and your family. I can promise you there is a price point that works. Kids are free for the Ausco uniforms, 250 on Saturday. Kids are only 10 bucks on Sunday for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. You can come out to Atlanta Motor Speedway cheaper than you can go to a matinee movie. And you don't even have to go in the closet and get that uh, movie purse. You can load up the cooler, you can, uh, you can come on out. We got great options for food and beverage at the track, so you might not need that cooler. But uh, we hope your listeners will come out and join us. It's going to be a big weekend. we got Blackberry Smoke. We've got Candlebox. We've got uh, Flow Rida that's going to play. Mark Wills is going to play. So just a ton of music to uh, join the NASCAR weekend. We're looking forward to it.
2: Speaking with Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson here on the special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition. The Peach Pit that will be returning as well, which was so much fun to have the opportunity to go down there and, and check that out. That was a lot of fun to interact with other uh, fellow nascar fans play a little cornhole uh, listen to some great music so you'll have that going on as well amongst so many great activities uh the fan zone will be packed out uh so besides the music and and some of the stuff going on in the fan zone uh, mr hutchinson what else will you have uh, scattered around the track for uh, some of our fans to enjoy when they come to uh, enjoy a race weekend at ams
3: yeah great question for years and years and years it's been all about the party and, and don't get me wrong it, it it's still about a good time. We want to have a big party, and the Peach Pit presented by Dixie Vodka is going to be rocking on Saturday night with Georgia's own Blackberry Smoke. We're going to have a huge fireworks show after the concert. We're going to have cornhole. We're going to have dueling mechanical bowls. That's just at the Peach Pit party. So I want to make sure, though, that your listeners know this is about the family. This is a summer of family fun. We want to make sure that uh, kids adults everybody has an opportunity to partake in some fun so friday night we have a camper appreciation party in the the legends fan zone we're going to be in the legends campground we're going to be cooking hot dogs hamburgers giving those away to the fans we've got a small band playing that night too we'll have cornhole we'll have bocce ball all night long we'll have fan we'll give fans a chance to drive their car on the track so load up the family come over to the Motor speedway friday night from 8 to 11 p.m., you'll be able to drive your car on track, and it supports Speedway Children's Charities. You'll have a chance to walk the track Sunday morning from 8 to 9.30, which is something families love to do as well. And Cheese at Puffs is sponsoring movie night at Atlanta Motor Speedway on Saturday night, July 9th. So when the OSCO Uniforms 250 is, is done, when the Peach Pit Party presented by Dixie Vodka is kicking up in the infield, Family night is kicking up in the family campground. We're going to show the movie Cars. We're going to have free candy for the kids. We're going to have free Cokes and Dasani water for the kids. So just another way that we can, can make sure that kids of all ages, you know, I'm a kid too. I want to do a little bit of it all, um, have something to do out here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And listen, you mentioned the Fan Zone. Fan Zone is going to have a ton of driver opportunities, Q&As. There's going to be a, a bunch of driver interaction. We're going to have corporate partners out here giving away some swag. We've got a huge kids zone within the fan zone. So, you know, we're, we're working real hard to make sure we check all the boxes for every family.
2: And, uh, and also the additions and the improvements you've done to the track itself. I spend most of the tri- uh, time in March at the Bootlegger's Bar, which is absolutely awesome. I mean, you get a clear view of the track. Uh, You can get yourself a nice cold beverage, a nice meal. You got a table set out so they can, you know, enjoy their meal, watch some of the race. Uh, So you've got so many more amenities for the fans to enjoy when they do come in. Besides the bootleggers bar, uh, what other uh, uh, options and events or things can they do when they get inside the track, sir?
3: Yeah. Buy your tickets at the Earnhardt Grandstand and you can sit and watch the race. And when you want to get up and stretch your legs, you can go to bootleggers. Uh, It's a really, really cool place. Uh, one that, if you haven't seen, I, I definitely encourage your listeners to go see. But, but no, you know we've expanded our Wi-Fi. Um, we continue to to make efforts in every aspect of the facility uh, to make it fan friendly. You know, if you want to sit in a suite, we've reconfigured the Club One Suite, which is the largest public suite in motorsports. We brought in a shuffleboard table. We brought in foosball. We brought in arcade games. You can sit in there, enjoy food and beverage all day long. You can walk up to the roof. Um, and experience the the race from atop the suites. Each pass is a pre-race pit pass as well, so you can go down and watch the Flow Rida concert on Saturday. You can go down and watch the Candlebox concert, and then come back up and sit in the suite and, and enjoy the race. But you know, we, we've enjoyed, for the July race. We've brought back the Camper Appreciation Party. That's something that went over really well. Um, and it's no secret, you know, July is a little warmer than March, so we're putting cooling stations throughout the facility. We're giving away cooling towels all day long on concourse. We just bought 15,000 um, hand fans that we're gonna hand out to fans so they can uh, fan themselves while they're sitting at their seats. Again, we allow coolers in as well. So free some water bottles, come on out and uh, you can use those to keep yourself cool as well. But no, it's, it's really about what are we continuing to do in Atlanta Motor Speedway? And that's improve the fan experience we work for the, for the fans, something Bruton Smith has instilled in us for years and years and years. Uh, he coined the phrase in 1960, we work for the fans, and that's what we do every day here at Atlanta Motor Speedway.
2: Well, I'm sure NASCAR Nation is ready to head to Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 100 presented by Walmart Rate Weekend, Friday, July 8th through Sunday, July 10th. So once again, get your tickets. Head on over to AtlantaMotorspeedway.com for a race schedule as well as how you can get your race tickets for that race weekend. Mr. Hutchinson, as always, we always appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to you and your staff as you get set to welcome in NASCAR nation. Thank you so much for your time.
3: Alfie, thank you very much. I hope your listeners will uh, will choose to come out and join us at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Weekend. Either way, hopefully they're enjoying a great summer. We'll see you soon. Thank you for the time. Hey, this is Jamie
2: McMurray, and you're
3: listening to Southern
2: Race Week. All right, welcome back to this special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast as we're getting set for uh, NASCAR to return to Land Motor Speedway, the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Race Weekend. Coming up here the weekend of July 8th through the 10th, so much going to be going on there. A lot of action, a lot of activity, including those cars that are going to be going around in circles. And to break it down and to preview everything that's going to be going on in Land Motor Speedway Race Weekend, let's welcome in one of the turn announcers that'll be calling the action. For the Performance Racing Network, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Doug Turnbull.
1: Uh, man, I need to get you on the PA system, brother man. How you doing?
2: <laughs> uh, Mr. Turnbull, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, a special Land Motor Speedway edition. We always appreciate your time. And of course, Land Motor Speedway for you. Um, your home track you're going to be calling yeah. the action for the performance racing network uh, before we talk about racing and everything going on in NASCAR let me um, ask you about your first experience do you remember your first experience heading to Atlanta Motor Speedway to watch your first race?
1: Oh uh, right well, I'm fortunate that I do I guess the, the downside is is that I didn't get into racing until really my freshman year of high school so my sophomore year of high school uh, the first race I attended there was the 2002 fall race I went to that race it was a rain shortened race like Unfortunately, a lot of them have been. I think it was rain. It had multiple delays in it, and it was Kurt Busch's second career win, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the second or third. He won two in a row. I think he won Martinsville the next week or something like that. But it was Kurt Busch's second career win, nonetheless. And um, and that was a big deal. As we was driving the '97 car, I was sitting in the the old Weaver grandstands that got blown down by the tornado in 2005, and that was my first experience. And now with back having two dates again, and the track being uh, reprofiled—I guess is the best way to put it. It's—it's it's a whole new era at AMS. So it's cool to be a part of it and be there with you too, man.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you know what? March's race was uh, truly exciting because for a lot of years, Doug. Let's be honest, the racing at AMS wasn't like it was in the early days. A lot of close races, tight finishes, and then the racing just kind of let's—you know—let's be honest, it wasn't as exciting as it used to be. And then the change in the reconfiguration, the increase in bankings at the track, and then March's race, no one really knew what to expect with a new car. So tell me about your thoughts of that March race.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. So in March, I was a pit reporter, um, and and then this coming race, I'll be the turn announcer. But the perspective down there in the pits was a similar deal. In the past, as a pit reporter there, you're like counting tires. You know, I mean, this pavement is graded up and chewing up tires, right? And... And you're really – it's all about tire management. It's about if you get you – get, honestly, a lot of long green flag runs. So, as a crew chief, do you short pit your driver to try to gain track position with fresh rubber? All of that went out the window because there was not a lot of tire wear. There were some tire failures, though, and that will be something to watch with even hotter pavement here coming up in July – or coming up in just, just this next weekend. But – and so as a pit reporter, it was just there was constantly, as opposed to having the race kind of drone on and you're watching people climb the standings and go up and down, you're, you're watching now jostling in the pack like you would at Daytona Talladega. Um, William Byron said something to me that I found completely interesting. And remember, he was the guy that won this race, the Cup Series, back in March. William Byron said it was actually, it, it, was, it took more concentration to stay single file at Atlanta Motor Speedway and lead that line without people just going right by you than it, than it did to race in a pack at Daytona Talladega. And I, and I think if you amp the temperatures up, that was a nice temperate 60, 70 degree day if I remember in March, and you know, it was short sleeve weather basically. But this is gonna be July where it's likely gonna be 90 degrees, right, or more. Keeping that mental acuity is going to be really interesting, and I'm so glad that my perspective this time, Alfie, is going to be up in the turns where I get to, you know, call play by play instead of just pit stops. But pit stops, you know, last year or last back in March, I mean, were critical. They and and there were a lot of mistakes on pit road and and things like that. The two people out of contention, and then the damage repairs on pit road were were interesting to watch. I got firsthand to watch. Tyler Reddick and Brad Kozlowski and some others trying to repair cars that were caught up in plate race of crashes. So all of those factors are going to come together. But keep in mind, the drivers and teams now have this race under their belts. They know what to expect. It's not as an unknown, but it's still a wild card.
2: Speaking with Doug Turnbull here, the Performance Racing Network, as he'll be calling the action, along with the PRN crew uh, for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart uh, NASCAR Cup Series Race, as well as uh, the Saturday Xfinity race as well. And mentioning that you were on pit road, you had pretty much access to all the drivers following that race. What were some of the comments and thoughts from the drivers as far as what they thought about the racing? I know it was probably opposite ends of the spectrum as far as probably what drivers thought.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I did talk to a few after I I'll, let me give you the first thought I managed to get chase Elliott right after he was done practicing. And he was standing there, and he just made a little tiny bit of small talk with me, and he said, well, that was interesting, huh? <laughs> because in practice, you didn't have the full effect of the pack. You didn't, still didn't know. There was no idea still what people were going to expect. They thought it would be impossible to pass, too narrow, uh, you know, or, or something like that. And it ended up being very much like a super speedway race. After the race, I mean, I talked to Corey Lejoy. I think it was his first career top five finish, and he had a, a diverging path which was, that was great. I got my first top five, but I love the Atlanta, old Atlanta better. The old Atlanta was a driver's track. You know, you're battling tire wear and you're searching for grip. This is something where you're holding on and just hoping that the waters part a little bit and you can get up to the front. That's basically it. So um, I, I still think drivers prefer the old way, But there is no denying the eye test. There's no denying, as one AMS staffer told me, it was way easier to get footage to promote the July race because cars were bumper to bumper the whole time and people did not have their butts in the seats. They were standing up and cheering. So there's the eye test, the entertainment factor, and then there's the racing purist factor. And those will always be slightly divergent paths, or usually will be.
2: Who's your pick to, Do you think will win that race? Who, who do you like as a front runner, Or maybe a couple of drivers that we might want to keep our eyes on.
1: Okay. Well, here's the deal. There are two drivers that, um, that have major problems, take them out of leading a lot of laps or being up front. Ricky Stithouse, Jr., who's always good at super speedway races in, in, the, uh, in the 47 car, JTG, who has gotten better lately but is going to need to win to make the playoffs. And then there's Ross Chastain, who, if you remember, cut a tire – lost at least one lap, maybe two, but because of the frequency of crashes and free passes drove all the way up to either, I think it was, a, I think it was like his third, second place finish in a row or third top three in a row or something back in March race. There, and remember Ross Chastain, because the waters parted at Talladega, also won that race back in May. So, I mean, there's no reason to think that William Byron and Chase Elliott and, and the like couldn't do the same thing. I think I think that actually track position is going to be very important and uh, and and being able to lead that line is going to let you get to stay in that lead but let's let's go with uh let's go with Chastain and Stenhouse as just guys to watch that I know did well but didn't have the result to show for it necessarily in March
2: if you need if you need the latest NASCAR news and information the five to go podcast from Doug Turnbull and the Performance Racing Network just go to goprn.com click on the show tabs and head on over to the to the podcast and check that out with a Doug on a weekly basis. And, and Doug, if our listeners want to follow you on social media to keep up with you, where where can they go to do that?
1: Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram search Doug Turnbull. And it's the one that's all into racing and covers traffic. Okay. But, uh, but uh, on Twitter is where I put a lot of the, most of my racing stuff, you know, and that's at Doug Turnbull, like left turn and male cow T U R N B U L L. So I'd love to interact with you all on there. And, and, have a good chat and talk some racing. So seek us out and put Alfie in the conversation too. We'll all three chat.
2: Well, uh, Doug Turnbull, you'll be able to listen to him of the Performance Racing Network as they'll be covering all the action for the Quaker State 400 weekend presented by Walmart. That'll be Friday, July 8th, 9th, and 10th. Mr. Turnbull, as always, we really appreciate your time, sir. Hopefully, we'll catch back with you down the road, and uh, we'll see you at Atlanta Motor Speedway, my friend. I
1: can't wait. Thank you, buddy.
2: Hello, this is Gracie Trotter, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. He is the driver of the number 14 Ford Mustang for Stuart Haas Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Chase Briscoe. That was a good answer. I like that. Well, thank you very (laughs) much, sir. If you ever need anyone to walk behind you, when you walk into a room, I can carry a big boom box. We can have a walk-up song for you, That's and perfect. I can introduce you into the crowd when walk into like the media center, or if you're at an appearance or something. I can my people yeah, can talk, my people can talk to your people, and we can see if we can make this work. Mr. Perfect. <laughs> <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on um, Southern Race Week Radio, sir. And uh, speaking of music, you know, I was talking about walk-up themes. That was we were kind of discussing a little baseball here before we we got on the air, and I'm thinking about players when they come up to the bat. They have their walk-up song. They get ready. That get some fired up. I, sometimes when you guys do the introductions for drivers, you guys don't have a walk-up song. You got a DJ kind of playing generic music. I know there's some races that you guys get to pick a walk-up song, but let me ask you, if you're able to pick a walk-up song to come up, come out to uh, for your introductions, is there a song that you would like to be played for you as you walk out? Yeah, it's
0: funny that you mentioned this because I've said for like three years that I don't understand why we don't have – a song that we pick at the beginning of the year and do like baseball where everywhere we go, you know, each week for driver intros. We only do it at Bristol, and all the drivers love doing it because we actually kind of get it to show our personality a little bit. But, yeah, I would definitely have Motley Crew, uh, and it would be either Wildside or Take Me to the Top. I would say those would definitely be one of my twos. So, yeah, last year at Bristol I, I picked Take Me to the Top. Uh, I think this year I'm going to go with Wildside. But I feel like those are two songs that, before it seems like every race weekend, I find myself listening to. And I've always been a big Motley Crue fan. So, yeah, definitely one of those two.
2: Look at you, the classic rocker, as a young cat. That's uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. They're
0: in Charlotte Tuesday, and I'm actually going to go. So I'm pretty pretty fired up about it.
2: What is your favorite Motley Crue song? Is there one song that, that's, that you're hoping that they will play when you go see them sh- at the show?
0: I, probably Wild Side. I feel like that's that's probably my favorite one. I mean, Kickstart My Heart's good. Like I said, Take Me to the Top. Man, they have a lot of good ones, but I would say Wild Side has always been a
2: consistent for me. And, and is this the first time you're seeing them in concert, or is this multiple multiple times that you've seen them?
0: Yeah, I've never seen them before, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. I, Tommy Lee, I guess, broke his ribs, so he's only playing a couple songs, and then I got a backup guy coming in, so it should be a pretty awesome concert.
2: I hope you enjoy it. I think they were in Atlanta not too long ago. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm last sure. week, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to enjoy yourself for sure. Um, and speaking of music and kind of preparing for a race, let me, let me ask you, when you're getting ready to get in the car on Sunday, do you have a routine? How do you prepare yourself to mentally flip that switch? For you're probably, hey, you're greeting fans, you're taking pictures, talking to sponsors but then you have to hit that switch to get ready and get fired up. How is your process to do that?
0: Yeah, it's definitely tough. You know, our sport is so unlike any other sport just because we are so fan-driven and sponsor-driven where, I mean, literally three minutes before I get in the car, we're taking pictures, talking to people, where, you know, if you went to a basketball game or a baseball game, you know, you can't go up to Russell Westbrook or LeBron James and be talking to them literally, you know, a minute before the national anthem starts. It's, It's just totally different in our sport. So... Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy just how different it is. Uh, I got a couple of buddies that are, are professional baseball players, and and uh, you know just hearing how different it is for them. You know, one of them is a pitcher and was talking about how on the day he's starting pitching, you know, he doesn't talk to anybody for like eight or nine hours. It's just him by himself trying to get focused, and it's just totally opposite. You know, I couldn't imagine doing that in our sport because normally, you know, we're doing meet and greets one after another. know going and doing this appearance going doing that appearance then you know even out on the grid we go to do our intros then we come and take pictures uh doing autographs then do the national anthem get in the car and go so really for me i feel like when i hit the car it's nice because you can finally sit down you've been going for the last five or six hours and you kind of have a couple minutes uh after the engines fire up to sit there and kind of try to get zoned in so yeah, it's definitely different than every other sport. And it, I think that's kind of what makes it unique. It's fun, though, whenever other athletes from other sports come to our race because that's the common thing. that They, they cannot believe the fan access, for one, but then also just how much we're doing leading up to the race and, and kind of up to game time.
2: Uh, speaking with Chase Frisco here, a Cup Series driver for Stuart Haas Racing. Now, Chase, you got your first victory of the season, your first victory in Cup Series uh, earlier this year. So you're locked in as one of those 16 drivers that'll be battling out for the championship at the end of the year. Uh, how much of a benefit was it for you not to only get that win, but get it kind of early in the season where you can kind of relax and go, hey, I'm going to be in the playoffs. What's the strategy like? When you know you're going to be in the playoffs, you get it kind of early, and now you've got all these other races to kind of get to before you get to Darlington to kick things off.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's nice. You know, it's kind of scary right now because there's definitely a chance there's more than 16 winners. So trying to not be, you know, on the lower end of points right now, I think we only have three or four guys behind us. But I think the guy that's in dead last in points that has a win is only 20 points behind us. So, you know, just trying to to be conscious of that. If there is winners, we're we're kind of hoping that it's guys that have already won and and in the playoffs, just so we're guaranteed in the playoffs. So, yeah, it's definitely a little nerve-wracking from that sense of things. But it does open up some strategy, I think, knowing that you have a win. We don't necessarily have to race for points every week. So those stage points, you know, if we can get a stage win by doing some different strategy, we'll do that. But if not, you know, we can kind of flip the stage sometimes and not worry about the points because we're just trying to get to the end of the race and try to win races. So it's definitely a unique situation when you win that early in the year. You know, it's easy to kind of get sidetracked and and start trying different things. And, you know, we were probably guilty of that there for a couple weeks. And now trying to get back on track, kind of where we were at the beginning of the season and, and just trying to go win more races.
2: Now, our home track here for Southern Race Week Radio is Atlanta Motor Speedway. Back in March, uh, it was a crazy, crazy race. Even you drivers were just talking about how crazy practice was. So, you know what I mean? So, it, it was quite an experience with a new car, a new track, new kind of way things were there. As you head back here in a few weeks for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart, what do you take away from March that you can use in July to hopefully get your number 14 machine to a victory lane? Yeah, that that race
0: was probably the most mentally challenging race I think all of us have ever ran. We kind of have our own driver's group chat, and after the race, we were all talking about how just mentally drained we were the next day, Uh, just because it was like a Daytona or Talladega, but it was happening in half the speed. You know, these things were happening so fast. You know, you take a mile out of a racetrack, and things just happen a lot quicker. So just how quick you got to process things, how quick things happen at Atlanta was, was really, really challenging, and then you throw in you know you're trying to run wide open like super speedway but balance is still a little bit of an issue and, and atlanta is is one of the fastest places we go and just really challenging like i said from a mental standpoint so now that you take 100 miles out of that race to make it a 400 you know the intensity is going to be a little bit higher uh but that race is just a, it's a race of attrition there's a lot of wrecks like we saw last time um but just it's it's really dicey you got to be really really aggressive and, and make a lot of you know, wild moves to try to be there at the end and and just anything can happen to that race. It's honestly turned into another super speedway now. So you could definitely see a surprise winner there, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can go there. We had a really good run last time. I think we were in fourth on the last lap and ended up 28th. So something crazy can happen there really quickly. And hopefully uh, this time we can be on the other end of it. Uh,
2: Mr. Briscoe, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on with you, your career, uh, everything going on, where can they go to keep up with you, follow along with you?
0: Yeah, just ChaseBrisco.com. That uh, gives you a link to really everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Chase Briscoe underscore 14 is kind of what everything is. But, yeah, definitely uh, follow us on there. We uh, try to keep it entertaining and hopefully see everybody at racetrack here soon.
2: Well, Mr. Briscoe, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to you the rest of the season as you get set for the playoffs. And can't uh, wait to see you at Atlanta Motor Speedway taking those laps around the all-new AMS, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.
4: This is Leah Pruitt, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
2: All right, welcome back to this special Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we get set for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Race Weekend coming up the weekend of July 8th, 9th, and 10th at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So much action going on and one of the many events that you'll be seeing during race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway is the Bandoleros. And Legends Program, they're going to be racing on Friday night, July 8th. Let's welcome in the director of the Bandoleros and Legends Program at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Ken Reagan. Mr. <laughs> Reagan, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on the special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend.
4: Well, thank you. And um, a lot of cars, a lot of out-of-state cars have been coming in. You know, Florida, North Carolina, and Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi. We've, um, we've had a, a, a good run of events and leading up to next Thursday night, championship night. And the big... Um, announcement about championship night the grandstands are open again for the first time since the pandemic hit and um all our fans are and and race team fans are welcome to come out and cheer their favorite on and we'll have an autograph session you know um prior to the feature races running so we're looking forward to a a big night um next Thursday for championship night, and then right around the corner, you know, like you mentioned, um, Friday night show, NASCAR weekend. We're really looking forward to that. So we've got a a lot happening over the next two or three weeks.
2: Exactly. So let's start with the championship night for the Thursday Thunder program. That'll be coming up on Thursday, June 30th. As you mentioned, the grandstands will be open to come out and enjoy as champions will be crowned. As you'll be wrapping up, it's hard to believe, the 24th season of Thursday Thunder. And to purchase tickets, just go over to atlantamotorspeedway.com, click on the events tab, click on Thursday Thunder, and you can purchase your tickets there or purchase your tickets uh, at the gate.
4: They'll have availability of getting tickets when you drive up and walk up to the, the gates leading into the grandstand.
2: The 24th season of Thursday Thunder wraps up on Thursday, June 30th, Mr. Reagan. And this has been such a successful program. You have uh, used this program to help and develop so many drivers that have gone on to have successful careers in every different series of racing that's uh, imaginable. Uh, out of the group of kids that you have this year participating in the Thursday Thunder, are there any individuals that jump out at you that you go, "Wow, I think this kid has got an opportunity to do something in the future"?
4: Myself and Brandon Hutchison was sitting on the front straightaway uh, Wednesday night out here. We had races Wednesday and Thursday, and I pointed out two or three of the, the drivers in the Legends cars and even one or so in Bandolero cars. that really gets your attention when they go out and, and get up on the wheel. And, and uh, you'll see that as we move on into the next two or three years. You'll see those kids advance right on up through the program. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day we'll be a superstar in the world of motorsports. So we do have those. and And we've actually got a couple of girls out here that are really – ringing the bell it's really impressive you know to watch him to get out there more than a couple there's several of them i think that even a few of those ladies have have a good chance of moving on and and um, if they decide to do that with their career they've certainly got the, the the talent you know behind the wheel
2: speaking with ken reagan the director of the bandoleros and legends program at atlanta motor speedway and as we mentioned earlier mr reagan you're Bandoleros and Legends program will be on full display during the Quaker State 400 race weekend presented by Walmart on Friday, July 8th. You guys will have a full show program going on. So tell our listeners what they might expect if they do come out for that event on Friday night, July 8th at AMS.
4: Yeah, and um, it's an early afternoon show. We're actually the only, you know, the only division that will be taken to the track on Friday. The NASCAR boys, you know, get on track Saturday, Sunday. But uh, Friday afternoon, track goes hot around 5 o'clock. And we have full features for all of our divisions. Expect 100 cars to be here competing. And then at the end of that evening, which will probably be around 7.30 time frame, um, we'll have an all-star race for the top 20 drivers in Legends cars and the top 10 in Bandolero cars. And that's some additional racing that we'll do at the end of the evening that, uh, will be an all-star show. So we've got a lot lined up. The Speedway's got a lot of other activities for the fans that Friday, Friday afternoon into Friday night. Um, be a lot of things going on. So hopefully we'll have a, um, a good crowd to come out, uh, that weekend as well.
2: It's going to be an exciting next couple of weeks, as you mentioned, for the Bandoleros and Legends program at Atlanta Motor Speedway. As we mentioned, championship night will be on Thursday, June 30th. And then, of course, you'll be able to watch them race during the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Race Weekend on Friday afternoon, July 8th. Uh, For tickets, information, just head on over to atlantamotorspeedway.com to get all of that. And, uh, Mr. Reagan, before I let you go, if there's anyone out there listening who might be interested in maybe participating in the Legends and Bandoleros program you have, how can they go about uh, coming in, getting registered, and finding out more about what they can do to be a part of this great uh, great tradition at AMS?
4: Yeah, we do have that information on the Atlanta Motor Speedway website. Uh, there's a link that they can get to with the Legends of Georgia program. And reach out to us. We have um, opportunity to come out and do a test drive. We we have an occasional driving school that we put the new families uh, through a driving school that really helps them a lot. And then we have the beginner classes um, in Bandolero cars and Legends cars. So if a family comes in new, even if they don't have previous racing experience, we've got a starting division form where they can get seat time and track time and, um, and, and learn to, to get out there and, and, and get into race mode before we move them into a rectal class. So we can take care of them. All they need to do is just reach out to us, and uh, they'll be in good hands. We'll look after them.
2: Well, Mr. Reagan, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on the special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio to prevent, uh, to promote the Georgia Legends program. Uh, once again, to get all the information, just head on over to atlantamotorspeedway.com. Mr. Reagan, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Good luck to you over the next couple of weeks, sir, and hopefully we'll talk to you again down the road, my friend.
4: Yeah, we hope to see you out here. Either championship night, Thursday, Thunder, or NASCAR weekend. We hope that uh, we get to to have you in attendance.
0: Hey, this is Josh Hart, top fuel driver for RL Carriers. You are listening to Southern Race Week.
2: All right, welcome back to this special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And if you want to listen to this episode again, well, guess what? On Monday, you'll be able to. This episode of Southern Race Week Radio will be available for you as a podcast on Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So you can go back and listen to this week's episode all over again. Or you can listen to any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio for you. They're all there available for you to listen, download, and also while you're there, subscribe to the podcast as well. So don't forget the podcast available for you on Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we really appreciate you listening in and tuning in to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Once again, we want to thank our great guests for joining us here on the special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Of course, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson. Also, Doug Turnbull of the Performance Racing Network. Chase Briscoe, NASCAR Cup Series driver. And then also Ken Reagan, the director of the Georgia Legends program at AMS. So thanks to them for joining us and taking some time to uh, hang out with us here on this week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, Don't forget the tickets are still available for the Atlanta Motor Speedway race weekend, which is the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart beginning on Friday, July 8th through Sunday, July 10th. So if you want your tickets, uh, campground sites, or if you need any information about the scheduled events, what's going to be going on to. Take a part in while you're down there at AMS for race weekend. Just head on over to Motorspeedway.com. And also, don't forget about our social media platforms as well. We'd really appreciate it if you liked our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And uh, always keep up with the latest in racing news and information, as we'll always be posting that for you on our social media platforms. So enjoy the rest of your weekend, and hopefully we will see you at Atlanta Motor Speedway here in a few weeks. For the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart, Here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.